As a business leader, you know attracting top talent is just the beginning. Real growth happens when you lead yourself and others well. Creating a company culture that attracts, nurtures, and retains the best of all things. We'll teach you how to make an impact through a holistic leadership approach. Reframing success in leadership. This is the Talent Magnet Institute podcast with your host, Mike Sipple Jr. Thank you for joining us in this week's episode of the Talent Magnet Institute podcast. I get the distinct pleasure today to have a great conversation with a dear friend, long-term relationship of our family and of our firm, Todd Feaster, who's the managing partner of FranNet Mid-America and partner of TP4 Advisors. Todd, thank you so much for being here. It's great to be here. I'm excited to talk to you today. So we are going to have a tremendous discussion on entrepreneurship and business ownership, which is in the crosshairs of where you live. Correct. Each and every day helping business executives think through entrepreneurship and how that fits into their continued career path and long-term family success and life success. Right. And business owners that are trying to elevate themselves and do more and do better. We all know that there are a tremendous amount of organizations throughout this country mm-hmm that are business startups, that are family, privately held companies, that many of us say in the family business space, we are the U.S. economy. Right. And so let's talk a little bit, Todd. What are you seeing in terms of trends of executives rethinking their career path and entrepreneurship mm-hmm. being a part of it? And what's driving the entrepreneur environment today across America? So everybody wants to consider themselves as being entrepreneurial, or most people do. Yet business ownership isn't for everyone. You know, there's risk, there's reward, there's capital requirements, you know. So there is risk involved. And we really want to help people go through the process to understand if they would be a good business owner. The Cincinnati area, the Midwest, Southwest Ohio is a great, great place to start a business and to evaluate business ownership. And so we get the great opportunity to work with individuals that are either coming out of transition, coming out of college, you know, looking at what entrepreneurship would mean for them and for their families, and really want to give them a path to help them understand what business ownership looks like for them and their families. Mm-hmm. Todd, is there a process that you walk people through mm-hmm. to think about if business ownership is right for them? I know in our world, we meet a lot of executives mm-hmm. who are evaluating buying their own company, starting their own business, kind of being in control of their own domain. Is there a certain process you help people walk through and what does that look like? Right. I'll tie back in the first part of our conversation is that business ownership is like the road less traveled by Robert Frost, right? You know, it's treacherous, it's winding, it's exciting, it's exhilarating, but it's not for everyone. So really what we want to help people do is understand what that path looks like for them. And so we take them through an evaluation process from a personality profile that we've developed ourselves to building out a business model to really understand their why. Why are you doing this? What is this business going to provide for you and your family that a traditional job would not provide? We have a number of folks that come in and buy a business while they still have a full-time job. They're creating additional income. We're seeing that a lot in the economy now, especially as it relates to folks with the full employment or unemployment being as low as it is. So they're looking for additional revenue streams versus a full-time business to be in. So we help people evaluate that. So we're helping them build the right business model, tying into their why, tying into their skill sets and their professional experiences, their personal experience and then helping them match to that right type of a business model, whether it's starting their own thing, 
whether it's buying a franchise business or out buying an existing business. So everybody's path is a little different. There's not a cookie cutter path for anyone here. It's really an individualized path and we're excited to help people just realize their gifts and understand their talents, you know, as it relates to here, even to the Talent Magnet Institute. What are your talents? What are you really great at? That's one of the questions I ask. Give me the three or four things you're really great at because we're going to build that business model around what you're really great at and then we'll help supplement some of the areas maybe you're not as strong in. Mm. And when you look at, there's a lot of statistics around family business of the generation failure Mm -hmm. when it moves from generation to generation. We looked at a little data before we started the episode on failure of startups. Mm -hmm. 50% of startups die after four to five years. Mm -hmm. 70% die after 10 years. Correct. What does that statistic look like Mm -hmm. for you? And how do you help people not be a part of that statistic? So we look at entrepreneurs. Entrepreneurs have all these ideas. They want to start all these businesses. I've got a lot of respect for entrepreneurs. And starting up businesses, it's hard. It's hard work. But from a startup standpoint, it's not for everybody in that they do have a high failure rate. There are other business models like a franchise business model where the success rates are a lot higher because you're buying into a proven model, into a proven system. Or then you go out and you buy an existing business that has revenue, that has employees, that has market share. So there's different risk areas depending on what kind of business you want to get into. Mm-hmm. But startup businesses, they are the riskiest and that's where you have to be the most prepared. Mm-hmm. And then we want to help people be prepared for what that startup would look like from a financial foundation or even somebody that owns an existing business that's growing to the next level, helping them understand financially where they're going to. Mm-hmm. If there are entrepreneurs listening today who didn't have an advisor mm-hmm. alongside of them as they thought through or don't have a board of advisors or don't have a team of resources around them, supporting them, asking them the tough questions today, what would be your advice to them? What are you waiting on? And would be the question in everybody needs a coach, whether you're the highest performing athlete, you know, high performing athletes. If you're a golfer, you have a swing coach, you have a putting coach, you have a strength and conditioning coach. I mean, that's three coaches. So People, you need to sharpen yourself with folks with outside experiences and knowledge. So iron sharpening iron, you know, wisdom and many counselors. I encourage that. If you really want to go to the next level, if you really want to get better, bring people around you that are smarter, that have different experiences, that can provide you different points of view so you can grow yourself personally, professionally, and then grow your organization. Yeah, I was sharing with an individual recently, Todd, that every child— and I've mentioned this in other episodes of the Talent mm-hmm. Magnet Institute podcast, but I believe it so wholeheartedly that every child, student, has a coach in everything they do. They have mm-hmm. a teacher. They have an instructor. They have dedicated coaches. They have counselors and mentors that are surrounding students. But for some reason, when we graduate and we get a job, mm-hmm. that all goes away. Right. We kind of lose. So you wait till poor performance to get one. Right. And if we I know that you're as passionate on this as we are, Mm -hmm. if we can help impact people to get advisors early, because, again, athletes have coaches, whether you're a terrible athlete Mm -hmm. or you're a phenomenal athlete. Right. And we need to have more of those in our businesses. And fortunately, I'm in a family business that values a lot of perspective mm-hmm. and values advisors. and But there are many trying to go at this alone. Right. Yeah, entrepreneurship can be very lonely. You know, it's the old adage, it's lonely at the top. You know, mm-hmm. it really can be unless you 
actively fill your team with folks that can speak into you, speak life into you, speak truth into you, hold you accountable. You have to allow people to hold you accountable. So I'm a huge proponent of getting coaching. I've been the recipient of some great coaching and mentorship over the last 25, 28 years now here in the Cincinnati area. And it just continues to make each of us better. And even now, as I find myself coaching other people, I learn so much from the folks that I'm coaching. So it's a two-way street for those that are involved. But again, we can't all be experts in everything. And we really have to fill our team out. And I encourage folks to go out and get the resources that they need wherever they are. If they're evaluating a business, whether it's startup or franchise or buying an existing business, whether they're trying to take their business to the next level, whether they're in a career that is challenging to them and they need to enhance their performance, go get that because that's going to just make you and those around you better. Mm. And Todd, you've lived this, right? You and I met years ago yes. when you were a corporate executive mm-hmm. and you had thoughts of making a transition about owning your own business and building your own team and building the right partners. You've lived through this yourself personally. I have. My whole career experience can be summed up that I'm a lousy employee. It just took me 20 years to figure that out. So we had the opportunity to go out and buy our own consultancy business 10 years ago with FranNet and then start our other advisory business, TP4 Advisors, four years ago. And so we've had the opportunity to live through that. And as we help people walk through that, we can sit on this side of the table. And when I say we, I talk about Natalie, who's my partner. We've been married 28 years tomorrow. Mm-hmm. She's there every step of the way. She's not active in the day-to-day business, but she's very active from a support and advisory role. And we find that so important as it relates to looking at business ownership. Do you have that support around you? Not only from a coaching standpoint, but from a spousal or a partner standpoint. Mm-hmm. So that's really key. That's awesome. And Todd, as we look through setting, you know, so stepping out, I'm Mm -hmm. getting ready to step out or I want to diversify. I've seen many corporate executives during their time of transition simply diversify their portfolio by going out and buying another business or becoming an equity partner in another business to help additional cash flow and long-term planning and then go back into the corporate world to take on another corporate exec role. We've also certainly seen people that have, call it, burned their ships (laughs) and left and went in and went down this path of entrepreneurship. Can you share a little bit about goals? Where do you, you know, you mentioned you try to figure out everyone's why and their Uh purpose and what are you trying to accomplish and why will this make an impact on your family? What other goals do you help people try to get clarity on? Well, we really want people to understand passion and interest. One key hurdle for a lot of folks wanting to buy a business or buy into a business is they don't have that passion They don't have a specific industry or skill set that they really want to build on. So we really help people understand passion versus interest. So I have a good friend of mine that owns 15 great clips. He's not passionate about cutting hair, but he's passionate about building a business that provides a great place of employment, that provides a value product and service, but also provides he and his family with an incredible lifestyle. So you know, we understand passion. Everybody says you have to be passionate about what you do. You know, a lot of folks are passionate about getting them to the next stage of life or giving them freedom or control or more flexibility. And so we really help people unpack 
passion and interest and what really motivates them. And how does that come into your why? We have a number of people that come and want more control and flexibility during this stage of my life because we have kids getting ready to go to college. I mean, we've traveled 2,600 miles in the month of August, dropping kids off in New York City, College of Charleston, and Miami of Ohio. Okay, so we've traveled. I've had the flexibility to leave on a Thursday, but I'm still working. I'm working in evenings. I'm working in mornings. So we really want people to understand what's motivating them, what's important to them, you know, how much rate of return do they need, how much flexibility, and what this control really looked like for them. Mm, that's wonderful. So the flexibility, the opportunity, and the employment opportunity, right? Mm-hmm. Think of every business started somewhere. Right. Someone took the step out. Someone decided to start something. Someone decided to begin putting themselves Mm -hmm. in a little bit of a riskier situation than being employed by, you know, the proverbial mothership Mm -hmm. and stepping out. And that's where the majority of employees rest in family, privately held businesses that started somewhere, right? right? I love hearing the stories. We interviewed Dieter Moeller Mm -hmm. that aired in September, the CEO of Reinstahl. And he shares, I mean, his father started the business in a garage, you know, in so many organizations. We've talked to CEOs that have been with multi-generation family businesses. But when you peel the onion back, the great-great-grandfather, you know, started this thing in a little warehouse that he bought in their neighborhood or, you know, built something in their basement that became something. You're offering opportunity. You're Uh introducing opportunity that has a little bit more structure than that. That's right. In many cases. But we all start somewhere. So what have you seen with organizations or individuals that are like, I want to start something, but I have no idea what it is. Mm-hmm. Or they may come to you and say, this is exactly what I want to do. This is my calling. Right. How do I figure out where to go, where to turn to? Because you'll help people go select an organization, whether it's a franchise or a privately held business sure. that's right. looking for an exit. Or startup. You know, or a lot startup. of folks start on a consulting basis because they have that expertise. They start with an LLC, they grow it to the next level. As it relates to our process, the most common output of our process is that people decide that they are not built to be a business owner and they go get a corporate job. So that is the primary outcome of our process. Now, we really help people understand what kind of business owner they'd be. Should they be a business owner? Do they have the aptitude? Do they have the appropriate funding? Do they have the support of their family or of their team? So Most people go through our process and determine that a corporate job is probably a little bit better for them at that stage of their life. And that's great because we really want people to uncover where they're comfortable and where do they really need to be going. But there is a quote that we use as it relates to business ownership. It's like, hey, follow your dreams or your work for somebody that did. Hmm. So again, business ownership isn't for everybody, but for those that that quote resonates with, it resonates in your soul. It's like, yeah, I've been working for somebody that really took that risk, that really, you know, established that business, whether it's in the garage or in the basement or was that startup. They all started from somewhere. Do you have that personality to be that starter? Do you have that personality to go in and buy a business? Do you have that personality to be a franchise owner? You know, a franchise owner is a mix between a corporate executive and an entrepreneur. Hardcore entrepreneurs can't see themselves in a franchise model. It's a little too restrictive. Okay, but some corporate executives need that structure. They've got risk tolerance. They've got capital. They just need a process to work in and execute against. And that's really where I found myself. Is like I don't have 800 ideas that I want to really implement. I'm pretty good at executing. I'm pretty good at market development. 
and I'm pretty good at growing things. Mm -hmm. So that's why a franchise model made sense to me that I didn't have that hardcore entrepreneurial spirit. Now, I'm entrepreneurial, but I'm not a true hardcore entrepreneur startup guy. Mm -hmm. Does that make sense? Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. Todd, so what drives you? You're one of the most energetic people that I know. And, you know, and you just have such an energy and a spirit that lives within you. Thank you. That you can feel in the marketplace. And I know everyone listening who knows you feels that. Mm -hmm. Can you share with me a little bit about what drives you personally and what gets you out of bed every morning? Mm -hmm. I have a couple of paperweights on my desk that have this saying that says changing lives. And I actually had somebody challenge me on this a a few weeks ago. I was like, that's kind of arrogant that you think you can change lives. But I really wake up every morning thinking that I can have an impact on folks' trajectory within their corporate career, within buying a business, within their family. You know, when we're talking to people, most of the folks that are looking at franchise business ownership are in some kind of transition, whether it's active job transition or it's inactive transition. (laughs) We're all in transition, I guess is what I'm trying to say. We get a chance to really kind of unpack a lot of what's going on, and we really have the ability to speak into people's lives so they really understand their gifting they really understand their talents, and they can really understand why they want to do what they want to do and go out and pursue that. And a lot of people pursue that within a corporate role. A lot of people pursue that within a startup business or a franchise or buying an existing business. But what motivates me and gets me out of bed every morning is that I get to meet with really neat people that have really great stories that are on a really great journey. And I get to play part of that and help them kind of navigate that road less traveled or that road for them. Hmm. That's wonderful. So, yeah. And thank you for all the lives you touch by doing that. And your organization has done for years. It's a lot of fun. It is a lot that. of fun. So, yeah. Yeah. So, our organization has been a proud partner of the organization you acquired, mm-hmm. right? I mean, I think that relationship goes back probably 20 plus years. It does. It does. Um, and then again, meeting you and watching you go down this path and journey to go into mm-hmm. your own business entrepreneurship and really lead and help others now in changing their trajectory has been quite a privilege. Share with us a little bit about the focus of timing. Mm -hmm. How do people know the timing's right or that the timing's wrong and they need to not do this now or they need to pull their parachute and get out of their big idea that they had? How do you help people with timing? I mean, it's look at it as kind of like a four-legged stool. We look for not only timing, but timing then ties into funding. It also ties into aptitude and it ties into that spousal support. So folks can be ready to go and say, hey, I want to own a business in the next six months, but they may not have the appropriate spousal support or they may not have the appropriate funding ready at that time or they may need one more role that kind of helps round out their aptitude and their skill set. So, you know, we really want people to understand, hey, from a timing standpoint, and this, I'm a huge advocate of this, and I learned this, you know, my wife and I have developed this over the last 28 plus years, is like, you can't have everything at once. I think we're in a society where people want everything right now. We really believe there's different stages, you know. Early on in our marriage, owning a business would not have been a great fit for us, okay? We have four kids. They're all now 22, 20, 18, and 14. You know, 20 years ago, that would not have been a great fit for us right now, but now, We're in the last 10 years, we've been in a really great spot. So from a timing standpoint, we really want people to take a long-term view of where they are within their career, within their family, within their professional development, and understand, is now the right time for you? You know, sometimes we're working with a couple families right now, they're 30 years old, you know, 
They have left their corporate jobs. They have no children. They've been traveling in an RV for the last two years across the United States. They just bought a business this week and are coming back after traveling. And they're 32 years old and they've had very, very successful careers, very successful careers. And they're going to build this business up in the next couple of years and they're going to go back to more of the traditional kind of career, but they've been traveling the world or traveling the United States in an RV and then also been flying uh, to Europe and so on. It's been, it's incredible. I love working with them. You know, when they say people give us a little flack here or there, I said, they're just jealous. Mm -hmm. We all really would love to do something like that. So that, that, you know, so their timing is they said, Hey, we're not going to wait till we're 55 years old and buy a business. We're not going to wait till we're 50 years old and retire. They retired at 28. Mm. Okay. They're re-entering the world now, re-entering the work world at 32, 31, and then they'll build something up, but from a flexibility standpoint. Mm -hmm. And do you see that? I assume you see that more and more. I mean, we hear stories often Mm -hmm. of like, you know, it's time to do this now. Right. I know there's a lot of people who wish they wouldn't have waited. There's kind of a cartoon. We'll see if we can find it and we'll put it on this episode where, you know, the individual's like, I got to work. I got to do all this demand over the next 35 years. I got to save, save, save mm-hmm. so that I can buy a house on the beach and go fishing every day. And I know then, exactly and, what and, you're looking and then, at. <laughs> and then the gentleman's like, well, that's my every day. That's Why right. don't you just do it now? You know, why wait? Right. And that's a great testament mm-hmm. of live your dreams now. Right. Because sickness and life happens. Right. And there's no guarantees. Mm-hmm. Live your dreams right now. What are you waiting for? You know, the only thing holding you back might be you. And you need to be smart. You need to right. surround yourself with advisors. Right. Make the right decisions, as you just referenced, of funding and aptitude and timing and support. And if those things are aligned, then now could be your big moment. Right. Now could be your big stepping out. And there's always fear. Okay. Fear strikes folks through this process at many different times, many different forms, but there's fear. And we talk about fear. We talk about hurdles. It's a real part of making this evaluation for our families, and we help people work through that. Some people are so fearful, they never start the process. Mm. Some people are fearful, they stop halfway through. Some people are fearful and they stop at the end, and some people move on through. And we always want people to understand their fear. Is it something they can address and get comfortable with, but it's something they can't address and get comfortable with, they need to find an alternative option or alternative mm-hmm. path. Yeah. Do you see specific attributes of why entrepreneurs fail? Are there other aspects that lead to failure, things that mm-hmm. come up pretty regularly that will we watch out for this, this, and this mm-hmm. as potential attributes of failure? Do you see that? What I find when people are looking at buying into a business or buying a business is I look at their past career history. If they've had a spotty career history and they've not been able to deliver really good, solid results, we really need to dig into the situation or the events around that. Past results usually dictate future results. Now, everybody has, we all have a bad job or a bad boss or bad outcomes. That's normal. But if we have a consistent performance issue on the career side, I'm hesitant about having somebody go in and buy into a business. Mm -hmm. So we see that. Another issue once people actually get into business is managing the revenue cycles. When you're a small business, you're either out selling or delivering. And it's hard for small businesses, consultancies primarily, to go out and do market development and then come back and really create the solutions because then they have these ups and downs of revenue. So we find folks that really struggle in managing the revenue cycles. They're either really, really busy or really, really slow. And really driving revenue is the key for all businesses. 
Now, not many people come to my office saying, I want a business where I can make 100 cold calls a day. But we really have eight sales profiles that we take people through to help them understand where are you most comfortable driving revenue? Because it all starts at the top line. You got to have top line to have bottom line. And so we really find that people have to be comfortable with driving revenue. And really, we find that the biggest issue with entrepreneurs is not understanding their true skills of selling and driving revenue and building that income. Excellent. We'll make sure to highlight those Mm -hmm. as well. Tart, are there any resources that you feel like that we should have our listener who's made it to this point in the episode, any additional resources that they can go to, turn to, to really start helping evaluate besides reaching out to you Mm -hmm. and your incredible team? What else can they be thinking about or mapping out maybe before they call you? What do you wish people would have thought before they reached out to you? And how do they prep for that? Well, I always find that people, it's really helpful if people really understand why they're doing what they want to do. Why are you really looking at business ownership? What problem is it solving? What issue is it addressing? What's important to you? So what is your why is primary? You know, there's a great book called The E-Myth Revisited that talks about folks that are technicians or true entrepreneurs trying to grow their business to the next level. So it talks about folks working on their business, not necessarily in their business. That's a really just a good, easy read. I'm reading a book right now that is called A Million Miles in a Thousand Years. It's by Donald Miller. It's not a business book, but it's a book on story. It's a book on, we all think that we're a character in our own story, but we're really the editor of our own story. Hmm. And a lot of people have this mentality is that I'm just a character kind of plodding along in this book of life where really we have to take the approach. We're the editor. We tell our character what to do, where to go. Mm. And I've really enjoyed that book. I hand that book out a lot. So those are two really good books that I'm kind of hot on right now that I think I enjoy reading. I think others would enjoy reading also. That's excellent. We'll make sure we provide links to that in our show notes. Todd, thank you so much for everything you do and the many hundreds of people that have come (laughs) through our office that your organization has assisted over the years. It may be thousands now. I don't know. <laughs> it's, been, it's been 10 years. It's so. been a long, yeah, yeah. long, long just for relationship. Me, so. And I know so many people are grateful, not just for going down the path, but in some cases, keeping them from going down the path, mm-hmm. right? Having that conversation, challenging them on funding aptitude, timing, and support, and helping people ensure that they have the right attributes to keep them away from failure, And so thank you for your leadership and your intentionality of trying to change lives each and every day that you are on this great earth. Well, it's our pleasure. We get the opportunity to work with great partners like you and your team. We get the opportunity to work with great people in the Midwest and Cincinnati specifically. So it's our honor. It's just, you know, we've been given this platform and this opportunity to work with folks and we don't want to blow it. So thanks for the opportunity. Mm How people feel about their bosses makes the biggest contribution to their workplace happiness and productivity. And as a boss, you can level up your performance in just 30 minutes. Find out more at talentmagnetinstitute.com slash betterboss. The Talent Magnet Institute podcast is powered by Centennial, a talent strategy and executive search firm, and the Talent Magnet Institute. You can engage with us at Talent Magnet I on Twitter, or Talent Magnet Institute on LinkedIn and Facebook. Please communicate by using hashtag Talent Magnet. Find us in your favorite podcast app to subscribe, rate, and leave a review, as well as share with a colleague. You can also listen at talentmagnetpodcast.com. Our podcast studio is based in Greater Cincinnati, Ohio. 
We are supported by our listeners, clients, and partners from all over the world. The Talent Magnet Institute podcast is made possible by a great team that includes Janelle Spence and Christine Lewis of Centennial, Josh Chappelle and Adam Smith of Soundpress, produced by Chris Madine of New Fidelity Studios, and Audra Casino and Megan Doherty of One Stone Creative. Music written by DJ Corbett and Chris Madine. And myself, your host, Mike Sipple Jr. Thank you for joining us on the journey of developing leaders to succeed in relationships, work, community, and life, reframing success in leadership.